On 20th of July, the Indian government banned exports of non-basmati white rice, sending shockwaves across world markets and rattling global importers. India's ban on exporting different varieties of non-basmati rice, triggering panic buying across the U.S. Another staple food on the brink of a global crisis as the world's largest rice exporter, India, imposes a ban. Uneven monsoon rains have damaged crops. There are fears an El Nino year could make it worse. The ban has raised serious concerns over world food security and stoked fears of further global food inflation at a time when prices of staples like wheat and corn are already on the boil. Alarmed shoppers have been thronging stores in the United States and Canada, buying bags of rice in bulk, and stores are restricting orders to slow down the panic buying. See, so that's $2 more, $16.99 and $18.99. Because of the ban, no, I'm not going to be able to get my hands on it, I guess. So I guess I'll stock up a bit. It's a staple for me. I don't feel full without rice in my belly, so yeah. They were lining up a lot. They were trying to bring more family members and each one trying to pick two or three at a time. So I'm living like 30 miles from this place. So I was looking for this rice. I started 9 a.m. searching each and every shop. I ended today at 4 p.m. I got one bag with triple price, $34. The export ban has also raised alarm bells among experts who focus on food security as a majority of the countries importing from India are either developing or underdeveloped. Another spike in food prices could be the last punch in the price battle. It has stoked fears of a ripple effect already. Dubai has just banned rice exports for a limited period of time. We are sort of witnessing a bit of a perfect storm in the sense that there is this policy intervention here, which happens to coincide with another political issue in the Plexi region that mostly affects wheat, which is another major staple. And then we also have this developing El Nino, which tend to impact India and other Southeast Asian rice-producing countries. In fact, even the IMF has urged India, which exports over 40% of the world's rice, to remove the export restrictions, cautioning about retaliatory measures. So why did India take rice off the export menu? Is there a real concern of domestic shortage? Or is it a reactionary measure that will hurt Indian exporters and push the looming global food crisis to the brink? We seek answers from across academics to exporters. It's the 1st of August. From the Economic Times, I'm your host Ratna Bhushan. And you're listening to Food for Thought, understanding why India took rice off the menu on The Morning Brief. The monsoon has been playing hide-and-seek in India. Over 232 districts in the country have reported deficient to large deficient rainfall. So farmers have been left to rear the scanty rainfall in June, which coincides with the Kharif sowing season. But India does hold a large rice buffer 
and also an export obligation as it ships over 22 million tons to more than 140 countries. So how does New Delhi balance boiling rice prices which are up more than 12% in one year and its exports which have seen volumes surge over 35% in the last quarter? I reached out to Ashok Gulati, one of India's best-known agricultural economists and professor at the Indian Council for Research on International Economic Relations to understand if this policy push is a solution. Mr. Gulati, is the rice export ban decision the only way out in the current circumstances or is it a short-sighted move? I would say it's a little uh, knee-jerk reaction, a bit uh, premature. There were enough alternatives uh, they could have waited. And we can get into the details one by one. Uh, but in short, my answer is uh, this is not a very responsible policy decision and ill-timed on that. Why do you say this? The cereal inflation is in double digit. and the monsoon is a bit erratic and uh, that could be the fear that they have but what we should remember is that more than 800 million people are getting free food wheat and rice 5 kg per month per person and our stocks of rice as on 1st of july are three times the buffer stock norm we had more than 40 million tons of stocks whereas the buffer stock norm is 13.5 so literally three times buffer stock you have and then you already have 20% export duty so i wonder what is this panic suddenly that you impose a sudden ban on exports it takes years for businessmen to create markets in the international arenas and you want to double india's agriculture exports and this is the biggest agricultural commodity for your export business last year 11 billion dollars worth of exports were there and then suddenly you press the brake in a very unpredictable manner this shows that it's not a very mature decision by the government This export ban has triggered fears that food inflation will spiral out of control, especially countries with already burdened high debt levels. Do you agree? Yes, of course. I have been getting emails uh, from African countries, and there is a bit of panic, especially smaller countries who are relying heavily on India's imports of rice uh, from here, and they are not appreciating it at all, and they are in a bit of panic so i had to tell them that please read the notification carefully there is a clause that says that if there is a special request from the importing country to government of india then government of india can consider that for food security purpose but then those countries their governments have to write to government and then they will ask the discretion whether to supply to this government or not that's not the way we are very very unreliable supplier uh, already so our products will be discounted and think about if indonesia says uh, we are not going to supply palm oil 
the World Mark Trial ban. What will happen in India? There will be a major panic and spike in the prices immediately. So same thing is happening in African countries today on rice. You mentioned about African countries. Which are the other countries which could be impacted by this? I told you the impact is even in U.S. I mean, Indians are queuing up in the stores. They are afraid that uh, Sona Masuri will disappear or rice, uh, Indian rice will not be there, what they are going to. So they are hoarding now. That is the panic you have created, not just in Africa, but also in America. So whether it was developed world or developing world, it's not a good move. There are various points of view that the export ban undermines India's position as a responsible world leader. What do you have to say about this? Of course, in G20, nobody will appreciate this. And you are doing the presidency of G20. Everybody is saying, what is it that you are doing? Uh, Suddenly, out of the blue, and when you have all the stocks. So on one side, you are giving free food in India, and you have tripled the stock, then your buffer stock norm, and suddenly you put an export ban. It's beyond my understanding. Rice is one of the most commonly grown crops, with India accounting for a substantial global rice production, the majority of which occurs during the monsoon season. Prices are already hovering at decade highs, in part due to tighter supplies when the staple became an attractive alternative as prices of other major grains surged following Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February 2022. But What does all this mean for exporters and the ecosystem as policy keeps going back and forth with hike in duties to bans? I turn to Vinod Kaul, Executive Director of the All India Rice Exporters Association to get insights on the impact of the ban. India has banned exports of other food grains in the past too. Can you give us some background on that? And why is there so much panic this time? You see what happens that uh, some of the food grains and pulses, non-basmati rice is one of them. They are procured by government under PTS to meet the food security of the country and to keep a buffer stock for any eventualities. There could be natural calamities and other issues. So they procure and they have a system of maintaining a buffer stock at all times. And 1st January, 1st April, 1st July and 1st October, there are different norms that they have to maintain. 2007, it was the same scenario. There were rice uh, shortages that were anticipated and government did ban export of non-Basmati rice only. Because of Bipar Joy and early rains, There were fears that uh, when sowing starts, basmati crop would get damaged and the acreage will reduce. That was one fear in the government's mind. And uh, non-basmati rice is procured by government for food security reasons. And they have buffer stocks in PDS, public distribution system, to take care of food security and any eventualities that may happen. Basmati rice is only grown in northern part of the country in seven states and it's a small part uh, when we look at overall production 
there is 130 million tons of production. Basmati rice is just 8 to 8.5 million tons. So we hope uh, that things will improve. But these were the considerations uh, on which government thought that in the present scenario, restricting exports of white rice only. You know, parboiled rice has not been banned. It is only the white semi-milled and holy milled non-basmati rice which has been banned. And these were the considerations which uh, government had to take in mind. All right. Thank you for that. You've given us, you know, scenario as far as the domestic market is concerned. But I just want to draw your attention to, to the global ramifications that the ban on non-Basmati white rice exports has sort of rattled global importers and raised serious concerns about global shortage of the staple food. What are your views on this? Globally, 54.5 million tons of rice is traded. India has a share of 40% which is major, and our major exports are to African countries, which accounts for 65 to 70% of what we export in overall non-Basmati rice. Out of the whole export, 44% share is by parboiled rice, 36% is by semi and holy meal white rice, 17% last year was by 100% broken rice, which was banned midway through the last year but now it is totally bad. So if we look at 100% broken and semi and holy milled rice, it is 53% that is currently banned. So we are down to around instead of 17.7 million. So we can say that our exportable quantity has reduced by 53% for the current financial year, where almost a quarter has already been through. But why there is panic, I'll tell you, because huge supply gaps are now taking place. And what has happened as a result that many countries like USA, when we talk about USA, it imports 53,000 tons of non-Basmati rice from India. And most consumers are expats from India. And in non-Basmati, you know, one of the difficult things is that there are some varieties which are high value and which have, you know, many people prefer that. I'll give you examples. Like Bengal has bhog varieties, which are high value uh, scented varieties. If you go to south, there is Pony rice, Italy rice, Samba Jirga. These are high value varieties. There is Sharbati, there is Taj variety, etc. These are all high value. We sell at $700 plus. Now, what has happened, uh, there is no segregation in the non-Basmati rice segment for these high-value varieties. Ban means every variety is now banned. So, people, particularly experts in USA and Middle East in particular, where there is a lot of population which migrated from South India. So, most varieties that they prefer, they are also now banned. So, that is what is causing panic across the world because they will not be able to fulfill their supplies from other origins. That is why there is a lot of panic. And UAE today has also issued instructions locally that export and re-export of rice from all origins, including India, they have stopped it for next 90 days. So this is a kind of scenario that is emerging currently because of this ban. Exactly. So, sir, this would be also inflationary, right? Because of the huge demand supply gap that is happening. Yes. 
See what will happen? Inflation problems will come in those countries because you know one of the points in the mind of government also was that food inflation was rising, but inflationary trends were very high in horticulture rather than cereals and cereal products. But June reported twelve point seven percent inflation. So that was also one thing. Domestic prices of rice had risen, and if I give you an average figure, pre-ban the. Per kg price of non-basmati rice on average was 32 rupees per kg. After the ban in last few days, it has come down by 4 rupees per kg to around 28 rupees. So there has been some positive impact already, and this ban will also, you know, they have also imposed some stock limits. Government is trying to say that hoarding doesn't happen. Domestic supplies increase, then as a result, prices will decrease. And inflation trend will also be curtailed. All right, important point raised by you. But as far as the global scenario is concerned, won't this tarnish India's reputation as a global food supplier? Many economists have this view, and they're saying that the impact is not just of the ban, but the unpredictability of the move, and it could extend to other staples as well, possibly. What are your views on this? That's very true because, as I said, forty percent share is India. This will create supply problem and food security in many many countries. But it is not that every food grain will be banned because WTO does not actually permit quantitative restrictions unless there are compelling reasons for any government. Three years ago, our exports had risen from eight million to thirteen million tons. But then came two thousand twenty. This COVID scenario came during COVID. What happened? That Thailand and Vietnam and Pakistan for some period banned their exports. So that led other countries to move to India. That is where from thirteen million ton we jumped to seventeen point seven two and seventeen point seven eight million tons last year. Yes, this is a problem because once we lose a market. our credibility goes down and also to regain those markets is not an easy task people will lose confidence in us but as i said with improving situation it is possible that government may again look into this after the month or month and a half i'm not saying it will happen tomorrow or day after because you know today's report is very positive that harvesting is more than last year and over the next one month actual scenario if any adverse eventuality does not happen our crop will be very good and then government may start rethinking on these lines okay uh, mr paul that is a very very interesting a development which which brings me to my next question uh, you said that there are some positive signs as of today that about the harvesting etc so india has said that it is willing to consider meeting requirements of countries in need of rice supplies that has been the speculation in the last few days isn't that contradictory how is that going to be possible so well, that certainly looks contradictory but let me tell you if you have seen the notification number 20 that was issued on 20th july even when 100% broken was banned wheat was banned wheat products were restricted you know government has given some provision because let me tell you that for countries like maldives for example government has quota every year they release some quantities of various food products to maldives under a notification an enabling provision has still been kept in this notification that if not an importer it is government to government if a foreign government requests government of india that 
they have food security problem and they need rice from India, government may consider that. I'm not saying 100% government will say, yes, somebody wants 10 million tons. So government may devise a procedure at that point of time how much quantity can be given and because government reviews this inter-ministerial review is taking very often nowadays. So government based on those requests as and when they are received, government will take its decision and devise a procedure on how to go about that. So what is the solution? Clearly out of blue bans and surging duties can't be a long-term policy plan. Ashok Gulati shares his views on what can be done or at least considered. You are giving free rice to more than 800 million people. The inflation, if it is 10%, 11% inflation in rice, it is for you and me who are well fed. What is the problem? All prices have gone up. It's a stabilizing the value chains of these commodities. At the end of the round, you have to manage your stocks and you have the stocks. I can imagine that on wheat front, you have very marginal maneuvering space because the wheat stocks are only two and a half million tons higher than the buffer stock. The area under core cereals has been much higher than last year. So there are all alternatives. If worse comes to worst, you don't have enough stocks in the public distribution system, you can give cash. Let them buy whatever they want. What policy tools you need to use, you should be careful about. You want to help the poor, give them, you know, in public distribution system, why are you giving free food? You give them cash, let them buy 20 commodities of food. Why only rice and wheat? Let them go and buy nutri-cereals, so-called Shri Anna and, you know, more nutritious food. Kisi ko anda khana hai, anda khai, kuch aur fruit khana hai, fruit khai. Is there a shortage of food material in the country? It's the economic excess question. Give them cash. This will help diversification in the economy. By giving only rice and wheat, you have created monoculture in places like Punjab. And water table is going down like anything. So we have to come out of it. You want to help the poor, give them income, support. Get out of this free food and free electricity and free this and free that. This ravery culture must stop. Correct, correct. I love your comment, sir. This ravery culture must stop. My last question to you is, do you expect this particular ban to be temporary or do you think it's going to continue for a long time? We don't know what is in the mind of the government, but I think their calculations are somewhat out of my understanding. And let them review and behave as a more responsible voice of the global south. Between the global frenzy and domestic plight looms a world food crisis. Countries hoping to sidestep the India ban may not have too many options. Thailand and Vietnam are the other large rice exporters after India, but in these countries too, prices for broken rice have shot up significantly this year. Importers, meanwhile, have sought government-to-government deals to mitigate potential shortages. While India dominates world rice trade, the export ban is driving up global food inflation. Does this undo years of hard work? 
for now, we're signing off. We hope you liked listening to this episode. You've been listening to Food for Thought, understanding why India took rice off the menu on The Morning Brief, and I'm your host, Ratna Bhushan. This episode was produced by Suroini Jain. Sound editor, Rajas Nayak. Executive producers, Anupriya Nair, Anirban Chaudhary, and Arijit Barman. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Do tune in to ET Play for all audio content, including The Morning Brief. You can listen to our podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.